often you'll hear people, you've come across people who go to a lot, lot of effort to find a technical loophole in the halakha, um, even in areas of Ben Adam Lechaveiro, even when they're mandatory obligations one to another, you'll find people who sometimes exert a lot of energy to find a loophole, oh really, this isn't, and this is, and, and, and we often hear stories or experience of these things in our own lives. Uh, what about the moral obligation? So you found some kind of technical loophole. But do you have a moral obligation? So very often you'll hear people answering, well, if halakhically it's not required, then you don't have a moral obligation. Uh, if you've worked out that, that you don't owe the person money and you found some technical reason why you can get out of this obligation, then you don't have a moral obligation either. You don't have a moral obligation separate from the Torah. If the Torah says you're patu, then you're patu. Uh, but today we'll see that's not so at all. Uh, and we start off with the posuk at the end of Kedoshim, Mosnei Tzedek, Avnei Tzedek, Eifat Tzedek, Vehin Tzedek, Yelachem. You must have balances that are, are correct and that are accurate. Uh, hin is also a, a, a measurement of, of a volume. Ani Hashem Elokechem, Asher Tzet Itchem, Etz Mitzrayim. So we have in our Gemara, Omale Rav Kahana Rav Papa. Rav Kahana says to Rav Papa, Lididchad Amrit Priyat Balchov Mitzvah. We have a concept here. We have many places in Shas. Uh, according to you, Rav Papa, who holds that it is a mitzvah to pay a creditor. That's quite an interesting. It's a mitzvah to pay a creditor. And if there wasn't a mitzvah, wouldn't you have to pay the creditor? What does Rav Papa mean? That's what we're going to analyze. What does this mean? It's a mitzvah to pay a creditor. But according to you, it says it's a mitzvah to pay a creditor. What do you do if a person says, I don't believe in mitzvahs. I don't believe in God. So I'm not paying debts. If you're telling me the reason I have to pay my debt is because it's a mitzvah, I don't keep mitzvahs. I'm not, a, I'm not an orthodox person in any way. I don't keep Shabbos. I don't keep Kashrut. I don't keep this mitzvah either. So if the only reason I have to pay my debt is because it's a mitzvah, I don't keep mitzvahs. What do we do? I Tanina, we've learned what you do. We've learned in a, in a brisa that if a person is being over, is transgressing a negative mitzvah, then... You know, if there are no witnesses, there's nothing we can do about it. But if a person refuses to fulfill a positive mitzvah, a person says, I won't eat in a sukkah, I'm, I want to eat outside of a sukkah. We, we force him, we actually compel him. Bezdin has a right to compel people to keep mitzvot. Now that's a discussion all on its own, which we'll have another opportunity to explore. But the, uh, the Gemara is, is going into this question of the, the mitzvah that you can force somebody to pay his debt because it's a mitzvah. And if it wasn't a mitzvah, what then? Where does this mitzvah come from? Says Rashi, mitzvah alav lifroachovo ula amet dvarav. Dvarav, notice that word. There is a mitzvah to actualize your, your words. When you say something, you've got to put it into practice. That's a mitzvah. Where does that mitzvah come from? It comes from a Gomorrah in Bovimetziah that learns from our posuk of hin tzedek yelachem, that hin comes from the word hein. When you say yes, you've got to act on the yes. When you commit yourself orally, you have an obligation, a mitzvah. So once again, is the only reason you've got to fulfill your words because it says in the Torah, hin tzedek, and if we didn't have the Torah, would we not keep that, that, that moral obligation of integrity? Is integrity just a religious obligation? And if you can find a way out of the, out of the mitzvah, you, then you don't have to be integrous, then you're allowed to lie. What does all this mean? 
So let's look at the, the case in Bova Metzia. The case in Bova Metzia is Rav Kahana paid for a batch of cotton. Meanwhile, the price of cotton increased. So now the money that he had paid can only, if he paid for a ton of cotton, this amount of money can only get him three quarters of a ton. How much cotton does the seller have to deliver? So on that, the Gomorrah says, uh, he, he answers, they, they tell, tell Rav, they came before Rav, and Rav says you have to deliver the amount of cotton that that money can buy at today's rate. You have a moral obligation, kind of, there was a, you, you agreed that you would sell a ton, but, but you've only paid for three quarters of a ton at current rate, so that's what you've got to pay for. The Gemara goes on to discuss it and asks, Rabbi Yosef, Rabbi Yudha, Omer, haven't we learned, haven't we learned that you've got to fulfill your words, and if you agreed to sell a ton of cotton for a thousand dollars, and I'm giving you a thousand dollars. Aren't you obligated to give me a, a ton of cotton? What this means specifically, says Rashi, at the time of your speaking, you must have had the intention to fulfill. You've got to fulfill your words. And you've got to have intended to fulfill your words at the time you said them. But if there's a change in circumstance, for example, a change in price, you're not getting out of your words. You're still saying, I'm willing to pay $1,000 for a ton of cotton. That's, I'm still standing by that. Nothing's changed. Uh, and therefore, it doesn't apply in that particular case. Says the Rabbi Kivaegar on our Gomorrah, he quotes the Gomorrah in Bova Metzia, and he says there's a bit of a conflict between those two Gomorrahs. The Gomorrah in Bova Metzia, the case with the cotton, and our Gomorrah of, where Rashi says the source for having to stand by your word is uh, is is Rabbi Akiva Eger says there's a bit of a, a conflict, and the the Ritvo, it was much earlier than Rabbi Akiva Eger, of course. Rabbi Akiva Eger is 200 years ago. The Ritvo is a Rishon, uh, but the Ritvo explains what Rabbi Akiva the difficulty that Rabbi Akiva Eger has. The Ritvo quotes a Tosfos which we don't have. So some some of our knowledge of Rishonim comes through there being quoted by others. So the Yudvok quotes a re, quotes a Tosfus, and he brings first Rashi, and Tosfut asks and says, in that case, but in our case here, where a person says, I don't want to pay my debt, when he said, I, I want to borrow $100 from you and I will repay you, his mind was to do that. Says the Ritvo, in this case, he was, his, he was honest when he said, I want to borrow $100, he planned to repay it. Now he's saying, I don't want to repay the $100. Ask, ask the Re if the problem with, 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 with our, in our Gomorrah is that his shovin, that he's got to have the right intention when he makes the, he's, everything's fine, he's intentional. He wanted to borrow 100 he intended to repay 100 he now says, I refuse to pay 100 There's no discrepancy between his intention and his actuality. There's no, there's no discrepancy. And therefore, Ri says, no, it doesn't come from Inshel Chatzerek and Lavshel Chatzerek. It comes from the Posik in Parashas Kiteitse, where it says that if you've lent money to somebody, you want to go and take your mashko, and you've got to wait until he brings it out to you. You don't just barge into his house. Uh, and so on. So Tosfus has another, another place to bring, to bring it from. But what's important, what we're looking at here is a, particularly according to Rashi. So Rashi is saying if, 
the, the basis of integrity is that when you make, when you say something, you must mean it and activate it. Here we're talking about a place where you meant it when you said it, and now you don't mean it. So Rashi clearly holds that if you change your mind later on and there hasn't been a change in circumstance, that puts into question your intention at the time you first said it. That's how we would answer the, the Rees Kasha on, on Rashi. It, it's true that when I said I'll borrow $100 from you, I meant it. And it's true that now when I say I won't pay you back, I mean it. But the fact that I now say I won't pay you back throws into question whether I really ever meant to pay you back. And, and that's why you've got, you've got to activate this rush. If you made an undertaking, you've got to activate it. But why is that a mitzvah? And if it wasn't, a, back to our original question, if it wasn't a mitzvah, then would we not be obligated to do it? Is integrity only obligatory on us because it's a mitzvah, because it says in Shulchan Aruch? And if it wasn't a mitzvah, we wouldn't have to do that? So there's an amazing Reb Shimon Shkop. We've talk, talked about Reb Shimon often. Reb Shimon is my Rebbe, is Rebbe. The, uh, it was the Rosh Hashiv in Tells, where my father also learned. The Reb Shimon developed a whole new approach to the way to, of, of learning Gomorrah for his time. Um, and, and here you see something very typical Reb Shimon and quite controversial Reb Shimon. And he says the following on the next page of the source sheet. The fact that a person is obligated to pay back an indebtedness is a din mishpati. It's a legal obligation. It's a moral obligation. You would have to fulfill that mitzvah even if there wasn't a mitzvah of the Torah. So we'll discuss in one moment, so what is the mitzvah of the Torah? If there's in any case an obligation, what does the mitzvah of the Torah add? But, but the chidush of Rabbi Shimon, of Rabbi Shimon is that there are financial obligations, business law, commercial law is legal, is, is morally binding, it's legally binding without the Torah. So even if you found some technicality of why halachically you're not obligated, says Rabbi Shimon, but, but morally you're obligated. And if morally ob- ob- obligated, then you're halachically ob- obligated. Even if it wasn't a thing of lotig zol, we still have ownership. How would commerce operate if we didn't have laws of ownership and integrity? You don't need mitzvahs for that. Even, even mitzvahs, the goyim also have to make such laws because you can't operate without those laws. Says Reb Shimon further, What defines lo tigzol? You can't steal what? You can't steal something that logically belongs to somebody else. You don't need halochas to decide that. If morally something belongs to somebody else, then the Torah imposes a lo tigzol. You may not steal it. So he's exploring and defining the relationship between morality, law, and Torah. And, and it's an amazing concept. If the legal moral system says you owe your creditor money, then the Torah overlays a mitzvah. And says, not only are you morally obligated, and not only are you legally obligated, but since you're morally and legally obligated, it's also a chiyuv d'oraisa that you've got to fulfill. It's a mitzvah to 
fulfill the obligations you have, your moral and legal obligations, you have to fulfill as a mitzvah. Don't try and find some heter in halacha to get out of something which morally and legally you're obligated to do. Because if morally and legally you're obligated, there is no halachic out. There is no heter. There is no ptur. And if you say this is a bit odd, if you challenge me on this, says Rabbi Shimon Shkop, the whole idea of serving God is logical. That's the Chovas Halvovas, Shar Habachina. That you've got, you, the reason you serve God is because you owe God. There's an indebtedness. Based on that indebtedness, the Torah tells us how to fulfill it. We fulfill it with Avoidas Hashem. The Torah is not separate from morality. If there's a moral obligation, there's a halachic obligation, exactly the opposite of what people often say. If there's not a halachic obligation, there's not a moral obligation. No, says Rabbi Shimon. If there's a moral obligation, there's a halachic obligation. The two go hands in hand. Because the very essence of Avedis Hashem is built on the moral obligation of, of, of gratitude to Hashem. So you might ask, what's the purpose of the mitzvah? If every moral and legal obligation is a, is, a, is a Torah obligation, why the mitzvah? Priyat Balchov. You've got to pay your creditor. You don't need the Torah to tell you that. You borrowed money, you said you would repay, you have to repay with or without the Torah. So what is the Torah adding by saying Priyat, priyat Balchov mitzvah? In our day, we can understand it better than ever because there are things which were morally understood as normal a few years ago, a few decades ago. And things change. Society ad adopts new norms. The purpose of making certain things a mitzvah in the Torah is this doesn't change. Even if it becomes a social norm that you don't have to pay your debts, so to say, the, the Torah won't allow that to change. Uh, the issues that we talk about today issues of, of, are some of the issues around gender. You can't just say the society has changed, the norms have changed. Some things, yes, there are some things which are di dictated by social norms. But there are, as we learned in the dinim of, of erva, there are some, some arise, some areas of erva, of what parts of the body need to be covered. Some are dictated by fashion, by what's normal in your society, but some are not, some are absolute. And the same when it comes to morality, there are some areas where if there's a change in morality, halacha recognizes that. But there are some areas where, we, where there's no change. The Torah tells us this is inherently immoral. Not to repay your debt is inherently moral, immoral. And whether you live in Sodom or you live in the time before the flood, in the, in the Dor HaFloga, wherever, wherever you live, whatever the social norm, this is, this is logical. You don't need society to tell you. This is inherently moral. And the Torah in, enshrines that morality in a mitzvah Doraisa, Priyat Balchov mitzvah. Says Reb Shimon, Priyat Balchov, paying your debts is a moral obligation. Paying your debts is a legal obligation. The Torah imposes a Torah obligation to make absolutely sure that that never shifts, that that obligation never shifts, no matter what society regards as no normal. The Torah will never accept a change in that obligation to fulfill one's word and to repay one's debts.